everybody. Welcome to B.O. Boys for Tuesday, September 15th. It's a raw feed. Fuck it. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. Whoa. So what a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um. God, this is this is rough, but gratifying because it's something we you know you you hate to see you hate to see disasters we've already had enough disasters this year so you hate to see it but if you're someone who predicts a disaster then that's a gratifying disaster and i think that's what we have here at the box office is is for us a gratifying disaster yeah yeah we we don't by any means want to celebrate theatrical struggling no definitely not i mean you you shouldn't want to celebrate any struggling in general definitely not this year but i guess if you like predicted the struggling there's something in it for you well so let's for people who are just starting to listen if this is your first episode of the bo boys welcome Mm -hmm. want to be a boy want to be a girl want to be a person Mm mm-hmm so last week we talked about how Tenet's opening weekend reported number that was given to all of the press by Warner Brothers was 20.2. Now we deconstructed yes. that number and we came mm-hmm. to about what? We were being nice, 13. I think we got it down to about yeah, 11 to 13 was what we said was the true opening weekend three day. And then over the weekend, yep. there was radio silence from Warner Brothers, which we'll get to, did not give any numbers, did not allow the the any reporting through Comscore for anybody to see. The press, other studios, they were silent, so no one was knowing what was going on. But we got an email from a source... Our, yes. our source. Yes, a Hollywood insider. So we're still talking about last weekend's opening weekend attendance. Yeah, so, yes. you know, like you said, Warner Brothers put out this obviously phony number saying that it was a $20 million opening weekend. We broke it down, figured it was closer to 11 to 13. Got an email from a Hollywood insider who confirmed that we were, in fact, completely correct. In the way we broke it down. And in fact, like you said, we were a bit generous because it turned out that uh, our, at that point, our Hollywood insider had, through his sources and findings, had gotten it down to Tenet had actually made about 9 to $11 million in its opening weekend. And that was what he was getting. And this is a person who knows a person who knows pretty much everything that's going on in Hollywood. And so for him to reach out and say, yo boys, you nailed it. You got it right. No one else is getting it right except you. When this Hollywood insider reaches out to say that, I mean, that's, it's gratifying. It is. And nine to 11, we were gobsmacked. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it turns out on Sunday, there were Warner Brothers did report a number, and that number was six point seven million dollars. Well, now that's for this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Well, yeah, why, yeah. Okay. But but I it turned out. Let's let's stay with last weekend first. Yes, let's stay with last weekend first. So then we finally did get the real opening weekend three day number for tenant, which turned out to be what nine point six million dollars. Yeah, it was around nine point four, nine point six. Yeah, so that was the true three-day opening weekend attendant. So we were actually a little high. Yes. Even though at that point we were like, it's a disaster. So before we get into this weekend, let's just put a bow on tenants opening weekend. Now that we know it was around $9.6 million for the three-day. Clayton, what is your what is your immediate reaction to that? Well, that's a disaster. Yeah. It's an absolute it's an absolute disaster. Yeah. When you look yeah. at New Mutants opening at 7 million. Yeah. And New Mutants had Which, less theaters open. So th- it yeah. makes me And believe, it's a New Mutants. Yeah, it makes me believe that the same amount of people who saw New Mutants saw this t- saw Tenant plus a few other people who were able to go to their theaters that were open. So I feel like if the same theaters would have been open when New Mutants was around, it would have had the same opening weekend. I feel like there's yeah. a strong group of people who are going to the theater no matter what. And mm-hmm. these diehards are going to the theater and they're going to see whatever's there. There was no real actual audience increase for Tenet. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Yeah, those numbers are so close. It's shocking that Tenant and New Mutants opening weekend numbers are are within a couple of million dollars of each other. Like that should, if you ran a thousand simulations, that shouldn't happen once. There should not be one, uh, one simulation in which New Mutants gets within two to three million dollars of Tenant's opening weekend. Well, it's it's Tenet was supposed to be the blockbuster that saved theatrical. Yes. And all it's kind of done is frustrate everybody involved. I think including theatrical because it kind of got their hopes up. Yeah. And by holding back information and doing all these things and pushing it back and moving it and and trying to to fool us with that big number. It all isn't helping because it's making the theater owners frustrated and it's also making the theater goers not sure what they should do. And 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 I just feel like it's not helping the business. I think Warner Brothers, it would have behooved them to just move everything like everyone else. Yeah. And and it you know, it's it's something we've talked about a lot in our uh, time analyzing box office, which is that. Audiences don't want to be part of a loser. We've seen that a lot of times. You know, like, of course, I think you know what example I'm going to bring up. Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, full th- No, what's the newest Charlie's Angels Just Charlie's movie? Angels. What was that called? Just Charlie's Angels. So the one that came out last year with Kristen Stewart. That bombed so hard. And then there was no chance for it to... Do any other business have to have point? Because people knew it was a loser. They knew that they would be deemed a loser if they were seen going to it. So they wanted no part of it and they didn't go anymore. And I think Tenant is 
getting that stink not just for itself, but unfortunately for all of theatrical box office. Because I think Tenant now being seen in this light as a failure is letting people know that right now theatrical movie going is a failure. It's not cool. It's not hip. I mean, it's not safe, but cool and hip could override safe for a lot of people. But it's hard to override something being not cool and not hip. And I think that's what Tenet is unfortunately doing is it's it's just putting the stink of loserdom on just the idea of going to the movie theater. Yeah, I mean, so much so that Warner Brothers pushed Wonder Woman, which we knew it was going to do. Yeah. So Wonder Woman's now coming out on Christmas. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. I mean, I think I think there's a lot a lot of shoes that are still going to drop there. I think we got a whole like shaky shelf in the closet full of shoes and all those shoes are going to drop. Cause Warner brothers is the only, the only major studio that will not give up on, will will not give up on theatrical for their tent poles. Disney is using Fox movies to try and see what's what. Because, yep. you know, they absorbed all these Fox projects and they think, well, let's see how what this sticks and what which, you know, I feel bad for the filmmakers in that way. But that's the kind of movie you need to release in theaters right now. I'm not saying don't release anything in theaters. I'm yes. saying you can't make your tent poles canaries in the coal mine. That's I mean, no. the tenant I... became the canary. No. Yep. That's and it why died. They use. That's why they use canaries instead of people. The whole idea is we don't care what happens to the canary, yes. but you care what happens to the person. And instead, they use Tenet as a canary when, in fact, Tenet was supposed to be a person. Yes. And right now, theatrical movie going, it should just be full of canaries, full of weird, misshapen, you know... Uh, canaries that have been delayed for three years that, you know, are starring movie stars who've been, you know, me too'd since the, the movie was filmed, like just weird shit that doesn't really mean anything. That's already been a tax write off for the studio. And that's what they've got to be putting out. They can't be putting out these $200 million budgeted movies because it's not going to, it is what it is. People are not going to the movie theaters right now in the numbers that are going to justify that level of movie. Yeah. And and it's funny because Warner Brothers had to, God, the gymnastics they had to do to try and save face this weekend. Because mm -hmm. so this weekend, Tenet made $6.7 million. Okay. So this is now we'll, we'll go into talking about the weekend of Friday, September 11th. Yes. So it made so, $6.7 in its in its second week. Mm -hmm. In its second weekend. So here's the thing. So then Warner Brothers released the actual number that it made the week before, the weekend before, right. that three-day, so that they could report, or we could report, a drop of only 29%. Right. Because if like your box office mojo 
and you give a big fuck you to Warner Brothers and you use the 20.2 that they originally said, it's a 66.8% drop. Yes, which is what Box Office Mojo did, which I really respect that shade, as the kids say. Yeah, so that looks horrible if a movie yes, drops does. almost 70% in its second weekend. And that is what's making me laugh about this, Warner Brothers. You you can't hide this stuff. You can you right. can hide the com score numbers for a weekend, but you can't hide them forever. No. I mean, let's face it, they couldn't even hide this last week. Because we have a calculator they, app on our phone. Yes. They put out their fake $20 million opening weekend number last Monday. By Tuesday, there was a B.O. Boys podcast out on the air where we called bullshit on it and we broke it down and Hollywood insiders confirmed B.O. Boys got the story right. Warner Brothers got egg all over their face. So there's no hiding it. The B.O. Boys exist. As of now, we're not sick, so we're not going anywhere. So there's you can't you can't put out phony numbers and think you're going to get away with it more than a day or two, depending on, you know, how quickly we could figure out a time to record an episode. Yeah. And we don't and upload it. We don't want to do gotcha. We're no. not here to do gotcha. But sometimes what happens with and what's happening with Warner Brothers is that they're necessitating gotcha. Yep. And that's not the relationship when we're trying to rebuild theatrical, we are trying to rebuild theatrical too. Don't don't make any mistake, Warner Brothers. We want to be on your side. Yes. We want to be propping up your tent poles. We love yep. BO. We want Bafa Bobo. You think we want 6.7 million second weekend for a Christopher Nolan movie? Nope. That's that's not what we want. We want we want screeners and advanced screenings. We don't want gotcha. You put us in a corner, back us up against the wall, we'll gotcha our way out of it. But ideally, we want to be glad handing. Yes. They're not allowing us to be in their pocket. No. Which is the place we want to be. Our natural state is to be shills. Well, I mean, we're not at the level. The, the, there's great freedom in not being the level where you can be a shill yet. Right. That's where right. we're at. Right. So until we can become shills, we got to play gotcha. Mm-hmm. And, and we got them last weekend. And yeah, it's the thing is Warner Brothers is just playing all of these semantics games and all these, you know, hide a dollar over there, show you a dollar over here. And it's 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 all to hide the fact that Tenant is doing so much worse than people expected. And I don't think it is just the... And we talked about this last week. I don't think it is just the fact that People don't want to go to the movies at all. I do think this was, and now it's looking pretty clear, Tenet was the wrong movie to be the first movie back. 
And it got a B cinema score, which is very low for a Nolan movie. And I had said previously, I think in an episode that that might have had something to do with the prime people who really dig Nolan movies are in the major cities like New York Mm -hmm. and L.A. And they weren't those movie theaters weren't open, so they weren't able to be pulled. Now, here's the thing, though. Digging mm-hmm. deeper into how ComScore or CinemaScore, I'm sorry, CinemaScore actually works is that they really don't often take those scores from the major cities because the major cities have moviegoers. They mm-hmm. they have people who go to the theater no matter what, and they will see a great deal of, of movies. They want cinema scores from places in the stacks. The plane bills, okay. earth dogs, because they're harder to get out to the theater. So mm-hmm, their score mm-hmm. means more. Right. So when you see a plane billy, you want to get their opinion because you just don't see him. It's like if you see Bigfoot, you want to know what he thought of whatever movie he just saw. Yeah. So yeah. I have been I have done one cinema score in my life and mm-hmm. it was for an art film. I got a I, I, I got to fill one out from at the angelica okay and i think the reason for that is because it was an art house film and and though it wasn't open anywhere else so they were they were hitting the art house theaters right but in a a movie like tenant they they want to make sure that the people that are least likely to go are the people who are going to give it a score Mm mm-hmm and we see that, you know, they have given Nolan movies way higher scores in the past. This is just not a beloved movie. Right. Well, so we did get some field reporting uh, from some wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls. And I want to highlight one mm-hmm. that we got here. We got a wannabe old boy who wrote in about their experience seeing Tenet in the movie theater. Now, only say his first and, name because I don't know if he yes. wants his last name to be said. I already was ahead of Great. you. I was only going to say first name, not even initial of the last name. The last name was not even going to be decipherable in any way. Well, there's only 26 but options will, for a last uh, uh, initial. That's so true. So people can figure that so out. So I will say that this wannabe old boy is from the stacks. So we do got a possible plain Billy who wrote in. So Adam from the stacks. Saw Tenet. Uh, Let me just take a look at some key quotes from his report. I saw Tenet in IMAX quality. It was awesome. Awesome is all caps. Probably my favorite Nolan flick. Time Cop meets Prince of Persia meets Edge of Tomorrow. Fun as hell. Excellent pacing. Also in caps. The bass was so intense in IMAX. I thought I was going to die. And that would have been a great way to go. This will win Best Picture. So that... That was the key takeaway for me is that we had a moviegoer right in from saying that they saw a movie in the movie theater and they did have the quote, I thought I was going to die. And that would have been a great way to go. Now, of course, he said he thought he was going to die from the intense base of the IMAX screening. Still, though, interesting to get that quote from someone at the theater right now. Yeah. That is true. That is high praise. Yeah. Um, And I think that really captures the mindset of 
who's going to hard top movie theaters right now is someone who said, I thought it was going to die. And that would have been a great way to go. Like, I think that is just the attitude that you've, you've got to have right now. See, here's the thing. I think what you're doing is you're, you are, you're, you're doing a thing that the media does. Okay. Which is taking his quote out of the context in which it lives. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. So he was saying, I'd be okay to die from the base from the IMAX. Gotcha. And I believe that that's what he meant. And I don't think there was anything else. You were, you were, you're, you're adding intent and you're psychoanalyzing this guy, I believe, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and you don't think he'd want that. I don't think he wants that at all. I think he wants his words to be what his words are. Okay. Which are that he would right. be willing to die from the base. Like of the IMAX. Of the IMAX. Okay. So I will just re- repeat just word for word his sentence there. The base was so intense in IMAX, I thought I was going to die. And that would have been a great way to go. This will win Best Picture. So there you go. Adam from the Stacks, that is his report. He ends by saying, uh, it's a fucking rad movie. Must be seen on the big screen. So must be seen on the big screen. I mean, that's, listen, that is what every, that is what Tenet wants to hear right now. Why didn't Warner Brothers just, I mean, we should have just given them this email. Right. Because this speaks volumes. The thing is, so if Warner Brothers is listening right now and they want to quote Adam from the stacks, they do have to do that with a parentheses as heard on the B.O. Boys podcast. Of course. Because that is where you heard it. You wouldn't have gotten his email otherwise. So if I see this used in an ad, if I see Adam's email used on a tenant ad, I better see parent as heard on the B.O. Boys. Cite your sources. Yeah. But, you know, I here's the thing. We're only going by cinema scores. We're only going by reviews online, how tepid mm-hmm. the reviews have been. I, I'm sure there's some fun sequences in this film. I'm sure there's some great action. Well, Adam also uh, followed up to tell us also there was a 45-second fight sequence in a restaurant kitchen that is literally worth the price of admission. So... He's high on there you go. He loves it. And and I think that's we have to keep in mind that there, you know, because we're box office podcast. So the quality of this Mm -hmm. film really means very little to us other than how it is affecting the box office. But it it is nice to know, you know, because we think about the human factor that somebody like Adam from the stacks can mm-hmm. have a fun time at the theater in these times and that we have to hold on to that and realize that we mm-hmm. will have that again. And it is people like Adam, who I'm assuming is taking all the precautions he needs to, in order to enjoy this film. These yeah. kind of, I mean, he seems like a smart guy. He's a wannabe old boy. I can't imagine he's, doing anything he's to this other than taking every precaution of yeah course he's, he's smart he he's smart and he's got the incentive of i want to be able to keep listening to the bo boys for many many years so that is a powerful incentive so therefore i think yes he's he's probably 
taken every precaution there is. Do you th- this is probably a hazmat suit situation. So do you think there was a moment where that base was getting so intense that he was like, is this movie worth never hearing a B.O. Boys again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, maybe not the very first thing that flashed into his mind. You know, he probably has some family members and friends that he cares about, loved ones. But I would say it's in if if there's a four to five seconds of life flashing before your eyes, B.O. Boys is in there. It's got to be. Maybe second three or four. Yeah. So where does so thank you, Adam, by the way. Thank you. Where where do where does Warner Brothers go now? Because so they have pushed back Wonder Woman December 25th, Mm -hmm. Christmas Day, moved it behind Dune, which is coming out, supposedly coming out December 18th, dropped the trailer Mm -hmm. that looks very cinematic, looks like it's made for the big screen. And so they're hellbent on releasing these films into a marketplace that probably will not sustain them. Yeah. Because I had Dune okay. on my bombs list, which is now null and void. Because it it there's nothing I can do about it. There's if Dune comes out, I, I can't say it was a bomb. I mean, I can say it's a bomb if it does as bad as Tenet. Right, right. But that's no fun. I wanted it to come out in the real marketplace over Christmas and bomb. Right. And now it it, it now I'm feeling like why are you wasting quality product? Mm-hmm. In a marketplace that is not going to sustain it and give it a fair shake. I mean, I think Warner Brothers opening up, putting out Wonder Woman anytime before next summer is crazy at this point. Wonder Woman 1984 is such a seemingly sure thing, mega hit. In a normal time. And I think Tenet has showed. Like Wonder Woman would do way better than Tenet right now. If Wonder Woman came out last weekend. And was out in theaters now. I fully believe it would be doing much better than Tenet is. But I think we are seeing the ceiling is still pretty low. Wonder Woman would not be doing anywhere near what it would do normally. And I think it's crazy if they open it on Christmas. Wonder Woman should just come out next June or July. And I, I, I think that's I think it's like you said, it's it's really looking like these next few months should just be. You open up some crazy bullshit in the movie theaters, burn off some old titles, putting out Wonder Woman on Christmas is it's. Well, do you think it's even going to happen? I don't think they're. I think they're going to push it again. I think they need to. I think they're going to push it again, and I. I wish they would have just pushed it now because it just makes them look so out of touch. Yeah. And so not having a game plan. That yes. Now, if Tenet, if they would have pulled this off, if Tenet would have done Bafa Bobo, then they look yeah. like geniuses. Mm-hmm. Now they look like fools, and I guess that yeah. is the risk you take. When you are trying to do something and be a pioneer. But I don't think they're being pioneers. I think they are old school and they're not adapting. And when you look at a a company like Universal who adapted very quickly. 
to the changing marketplace and made an enemy of theatrical for the moment. I think at the end of the day, they've protected their product and they're going to be looked at as it's frustrating for the theaters. But I think we as moviegoers are going to respect that they didn't even tease us with F9 this year. Right. They said F9 next year. Because they protected yeah, that was, their products. Yeah. Because if you look at really the movies that Universal put out, you know, was PVOD this year, even though they were supposed to be quote unquote big movies, King of Staten Island, Trolls World Tour, the, those were very expendable shit. You know, Universal, like you said, was not screwing around with their major movies like F9. And Invisible and, Man, and, Invisible Man only was the I think the biggest movie to suffer, in the sense that it would have made a lot more money in the theater. Because, but it already come out. Like Invisible Man did have a few weekends before anything really happened. But what I'm saying is, it's a shame that it wasn't able to go its full. It wasn't able to have a Bad Boys for Life run or a Sonic run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Invisible Man probably missed out. On like thirty to forty million dollars more, which at for, the box for a low office. budgeted movie like that is a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the, the these big releases. I think at this point, I I think Dune is going to stay where it is. Ugh. I don't think because it's clear Warner Brothers does not want to push everything to next year, and. I would think between those movies, even though Dune is getting a lot of buzz because everyone loves the trailer, Dune has got to be the lower priority between that and Wonder Woman. Oh, so I mean, I think Dune is going to stay, and Wonder Woman is going to have to be a summer movie next year. Dune was if, so if they expensive, open... though. <sighs> yeah, dude, they're going to eat shit on Dune because it is so expensive. They can't open them both. They can't just... Warner Brothers can't, like, sacrifice three giant movies. They've already sacrificed Tenet. They can't do two more. We just don't know the COVID situation moving forward. We don't know the the New York and L.A. opening situation going forward. That's the big question mark. Because here's the... Hur- the number one, the hurdle is... Will... Will LA and New York open at all this year? Right. Movie theater wise. And right. if they do, will people go? You've got two right. question marks. It's not a, well, we just need to open LA and New York and then here come the Bafa Bobos. That's not necessarily a given. Because if you're living in New York City, you're very proud of the low numbers. Yep. And I think New York wants to be the best. There is a New York versus L.A. situation. There's a New York mm-hmm. versus the world situation. It's more of the world versus New York City, if we'll be being honest. But they're right, walking right. around peacocking about the low numbers. And I feel like they're going to want to maintain those numbers and will think, oh, you know what? I can skip this movie, which people mm-hmm. can see in the stacks, which makes it not as cool. And then to keep these numbers low. And I think that's something that they're going to do. So I don't even think it's a given that if New York and L.A. open up, that people are actually going to even show up in theaters. 
And then, I mean, and we're getting into the winter months, which I think, you know, is just going to be a clusterfuck in general. And what is that going to mean for drive-in theaters? You know, I, I never really kept track, but I know you're in your car, but you drive it are drive-ins seasonal or are they year round? So you might have a lot of drive-ins that start to close once we get into the winter and those numbers go down. I mean, it it's I, I I just think these these big tent poles that are still scheduled through the end of the year are gonna have to move. I mean, there's a couple, you know, we don't have to keep going on this, but like James, the the new Bond movie that comes out in November. I kind of feel like that's staying because at this point, I think the Bond movies are such a international play yes. that they're just going to, whatever we make in the United States is is a write-off. And they're basically looking to just make $500 million international. Yeah, I, yes. And I totally agree with Which that. Which they'll do. Yeah, and they have Canada. They're going to have Canada. Yeah. So, so we're going to be, we're, we're a small slice of that pie in their mind now. And I think Bond will be fine opening internationally. I mean, of course, it can be a bummer that, that North America will lose out on that box office wise. But yeah, like you said, it's not, it's a, it's a small piece now. Yeah. I mean, that might to me be the only one, especially, you know, we're, we're basically, saying that if Tenant continues to bomb as hard as it is, it's going to change the mindset of Hollywood in that movie theaters are not viable right now. And yeah, I think Wonder Woman's going to have to move to next year. I mean, right now, Black Widow is still scheduled to come out November. Sixth. Yeah, I mean, we'll see about that. Disney has been so... Um, cautious in all of this that it would surprise me, especially if Tenet keeps bombing for Black Widow to basically then be the next big movie that comes out. Yeah. Because they've got that November 6th and then November 20th, they're still planning to release Soul, the Pixar film. That ain't coming out. And going up against No Time to Die. I feel like Soul goes to Disney Plus in the same way that Mulan did. Maybe. Or Soul goes to next year. Because, I mean, the thing you got to figure is so many things have stopped production because of this. That moving things to next summer just fills a slot that you had to move something else off of. But I will say the one bright spot for Disney... And all of this, because they've been having mm-hmm. trouble, is their streaming service has gone through the roof. It has mm-hmm. been the most successful launch of all of them. Mm-hmm. They're a big competitor. Bigger than Peacock? Bigger than Peacock. Bigger than Quibi. Bigger than HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The Mulan thing, like they did release Mulan in this in, for this premium access and... And, you know, we're getting various reports as to how it did. I'm feeling like it did not do spectacular or they would be touting it. But they didn't set up that whole situation for to release one movie. I just don't mm-hmm. believe that they created that infrastructure and that ability to to pay a premium inside an already purchased streaming service to only release one movie. So something else is happening with that. Mulan is the canary for them. And Mulan is so mm-hmm. controversial. And, I, and and 
you know, everybody acts like Mulan is some beloved film, and it kind of is to a younger generation. But it, it, like you and you said this previously, it's not Lion King, it's not Aladdin, it's not the Biggie of the Biggies. It's no. not Beauty and I the mean, Beast. Mulan- so this was never going to be a home run for Disney anyway. They were hoping for a big foreign, and it has bombed in China, which is where it was supposed to do Bafa Bobo. So it's just been a disaster all around. Mm-hmm. But just getting yeah, but I, I think you're I right. Think Mulan Soul is going to be a film that they can use in this way, and it will do Bafo Stremo. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I get that that they could make. You know, it's definitely going to be. Disney Plus in general and Disney Plus having its like built-in PVOD um, structure is definitely going to be a huge part of Disney, you know, going forward. I'm still not sure if they're going to release another movie that was supposed to go to theaters on there, um, but it's possible. But I think for sure Soul is not coming out in theaters on Thanksgiving. Or, you know, in November. There's no way Disney is putting that out in theaters. I think Disney is just also scared, which they should be, about putting out a giant kids movie into hard top theaters. Like, there are so many ways that could go wrong for them. Yeah, I, and that's the thing is that that's why I, that's why I feel very strongly that this is going to be a Thanksgiving treat for the family. Yeah. Send it to Maybe. premium. And do because think about it. You're going to have. And charge $50 for yeah, it. Yeah. You're going to have people at their family's homes, maybe. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not there, you're going to have a lot of people inside because they're going to be doing Thanksgiving type things, whatever you can do in a pandemic. And mm-hmm. it's Disney wants to be the brand of caring. They want to act like mm-hmm. they care about the the rats who need their cheese and i think for me mm-hmm. this is a slam doink that soul goes to premium pvod disney plus around thanksgiving and we not we might not hear about this until very close to the holiday right it might be halloween night they make the announcement maybe maybe later than that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean i think this is something that is going to happen I just foresee All right, well, it. we'll keep our eye on it. I mean, I love a bold prediction like that. You know, right now... Because you're either right or we forget about it. So And, and right now, these companies, they're seeing that, that, you know, theatrical is a question mark. So they need to mm-hmm. solidify their streaming services. HBO Max needs to get in the game, too. And that's what I'm saying is, like, they need to bring something. They need to bring something hard. And and I mean, and, and I know you don't do think we? Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be no a way. thing. No way. No way. What zero percent? There's no way Wonder Woman drops on HBO Max. Well, they got to start bringing it's something a movie theater movie because they're lagging. I behind. mean, what maybe what you'll see is just a very quick turnaround on Tenant to HBO Max. Yeah, that, I mean, they're they're probably right now sitting Nolan down in a room and begging him to allow that. Yes. They re- Do they have to beg him? I, yeah, I mean, I think they like, I mean, what is this contract? At a point, you sit him down and, you know, we've talked about daddy coming home and, and, and setting Nolan straight. Get, get daddy out of mothballs. 
have him surprise Tenet, a surprise Nolan in a in a Warner Brothers uh, uh, windowless boardroom, and say, "You got two more weeks in theaters, and then we're dropping on HBO Max." Well, and this shit is it's it's ridiculous. I don't want to hear anything. But Nolan hasn't needed Daddy for a long time. He's been daddyless. He's been he's been doing so well for them that they don't need to even have Daddy on 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 the line waiting. They're not. He's not even on mm-hmm. speed dial for for Nolan. Right. Right. So, and there, one of the things we love about Warner Brothers is that they care about their their directors and their auteurs. They have their guys. Right. Clint. Uh, Bradley Cooper, your boy from way back, Todd Phillips. Not my boy from way back, but. Nolan, you know, he's a hot director. Yeah, they Nolan let these but, guys Ben Affleck until he did whatever he did. I was going to just say Ben Affleck was about as as much in that position as you could possibly be. Warner Brothers guy won a Best Picture, couple of huge hits, and they pulled the plug on him right quick. But that film so, that he directed, the 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 the. God, I don't even remember what it was called. The gangster movie, whatever that was. It, it yeah. was very bad, and it did very badly. And I do think there are some behind-the-scenes personal issues going on there, too. Right, So right. those can't be—I don't know what they were, but those can't be understated. No, he was never Nolan level, but just to say— But that's one example no- out of six or five or six examples that I gave Yeah, you. yeah. But they're going to have to figure something out because I think that's the move for HBO Max is turn Tenant around very quickly. Do you turn and it it's not even... around as a premium PVOD? Hmm. And then early to max. Like, that's the thing. Do Does it drop on right. iTunes? I mean, the thing is, which I think could possibly be hurting Mulan, is if people start jumping if if people figure out that listen it's on pvod now but it's going to be on hbo max soon and it's already been in theaters and we didn't go see it so why don't we just wait a couple of weeks and we'll get it with our hbo max subscription yeah that's the that's you know it's the same that's the issue with it's the, the same thing, thing when right because with mulan it's on disney plus as a 30 dollar pvod now but they already announced that it was going to be available just as part of Disney Plus the first week in December. Yeah. So you've got a lot of people who are waiting it out. And it's harder to wait stuff out with a kid's movie because kids, they don't have the concept of of time where it's like, just wait for four weeks and it'll be part of our subscription. Kids don't understand that. But with a movie like Tenant, you know... It's tough. Are people going to spend thirty or forty dollars now to see it at home after they had already sort of in their mind rejected it? And that that goes back to what I said before. Tenant just has the stink of a loser on it right now. So like, I don't even know if dropping it on PVOD is a huge deal. No, I mean it definitely would go number one. But what does that even mean? Right. Yeah, it's going to go. It's going to beat Bill and Ted's like eighth week on pvod yeah so it'll beat the rental but is it going to be like some kind of sensation i don't think so i i think at this point it's already kind of looked at as like a movie that came out and bombed 
it it might make sense to just let it play in theaters and then drop it on HBO Max, which that would feel like a big deal. Like getting it for, you know, for free Man. as part of just a subscription, that feels like that's a big um get. And HBO Max is already the most expensive of the streaming services. Right. So, so you know, asking you're paying pay 16 more. bucks. Yeah. Is it, but Disney Plus is is seven bucks or something. Yeah, I don't think HBO Max is going to do built in. Well, they might. I mean, this is at movies, but I could see HBO Max like having boxing pay per views, you know, as like a premium in the app and stuff like that. But I don't think they're going to do movies that way. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I to me. Tenet is starting to feel like it should just be on HBO soon. Gosh, my goodness. And that's the only I know. So I know. And listen, if you're a movie theater owner and you're listening to this, that sentence must have rocked you to your core. The BO boy saying that Tenet should just go to HBO in a couple of weeks. I mean, that's you know, that's uh it's time to take the cyanide tablet when you hear that, but I think that's where we're at. Yeah. So here, just a little bit more on Tenet, and then we'll get to the top uh, 10. So we we did talk earlier that Warner Brothers was not reporting or not allowing reporting Mm -hmm. from Comscore this weekend for anybody, for other companies, for the media. Mm -hmm. So what Comscore does is give hour by hour box office and place by place. So market by market. So in Mm -hmm. other words, if I wanted to see how a movie was playing on at 8 PM on a Saturday in Dallas, Texas, I could see that with Comscore. Mm -hmm. And it, I think that's about 800 bucks a month or something to have it. And most companies have it, you know, deadline has it all these different, you know, box office mojo, they all have it. And, the fact that Warner Brothers wasn't playing ball and then Sony did the same thing with Broken Hearts Gallery because they said, well, if, you know, Warner Brothers, if you want to play this, we're not helping you out to show you how well our movie's doing. So we're going to just not report anything. So Mm. they got into the game. So Deadline released an article. And I know we both read this article and Deadline was livid. Yeah. It they uh there was a lot of emotion in these words. Which was good to see because usually deadline mm-hmm. they don't show much emotion. No, they tow the line. They tow that deadline, especially with the big big companies. But yeah, they were not holding back in this article. So this is a article by Anthony Delessandro, who is their main box office reporter. So, I mean, you know, he's in the same position as us that he's reporting on box office and he's they're not giving out box office numbers. You got to fight and claw and, you know, do like we did, which is take out the old calculator and figure it out yourself. And he's he's really had it with that. He does not want to go to the calculator. No. And they were fucking with the man's clicks. Yes. You can't fuck with a man's clicks right now. 2020 mm-hmm. you don't fuck with the clicks. Nope. Now we are we are not a refresh business. 
we are not a click business. We no. put out our podcast, you know, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, whenever we get around mm-hmm. to it. And you take what you get from us, and we don't need you to refresh, refresh, refresh. Now, there's people who are refreshing, refreshing, waiting for our podcast to come out. I right. understand that. but that de- And there's people who are listening over and over again, but that's, you know, that's not what we're aiming but for. But that's not how we make our money. No. Like, we make our money by selling the data of, like, someone like, I don't know, like Adam from the Stacks. Exactly. That's how we make our money. Yeah, that email we we got from him and the other wannabe old boys and wannabe old girls, that's money straight into our pocket. That's huge. I mean, we were going to, you know, we're going to sell it to, to Warner Brothers. Yes, of course. That's how we make our money. So we don't have to worry about clicks. But as gentleman at Deadline, he worries about these clicks. And if he has nothing to report, he ain't going to get no clicks. And if he ain't got clicks, he ain't got food on his plate. Yeah. There's there's his 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 baby is saying, Dada, Dada. Food, mm-hmm. food, and he's like, no clicks, and she's like, no clicks, no click, dada, no click. It's like no click. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, you tell that to your child, no clicks. You try to say no clicks feel. to your baby. Do it now. Pause this. Mm-hmm. Go to your baby, and say no clicks. Sorry, no clicks, and they'll start crying immediately. Yep, they know. So anyone will be a boys, want to be a girls out there. If you have a kid. Do this. This is like the Jimmy Kimmel taking their candy thing. Like I ate all your candy. Mm-hmm. This thing, you know mm-hmm. that that fun, that fun little prank uh, yep. that they do every year for Jimmy Kimmel. What a guy, that guy. And go to your baby, and of course, you videotape it. Because if you don't videotape it, what's the point? Don't just tell us you did right. it. We don't believe you. We don't know who you are. No, we need to see it. We need to see the reactions, multiple angles if possible. Come on. You have you have old phones that you could yeah, use. Yeah, multiple phones. And and tell your baby no clicks and see how they react. And that's what this gentleman had to do this weekend. Because Warner yep. Brothers wanted to uh, to to try to pull the wool over the eyes of people who can see through wool. Mhm. Mhm. Right. We 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 already broke down their fake numbers last week. So why are you even trying to keep fooling people like us anymore? And Anthony Alessandro, who probably didn't figure it out as quickly as we did, but he's also been in the business for a while. So eventually he catches up mm-hmm. and he did. He did here. Um, I have a couple of quotes that really blew me away when I was reading this article. And I think really demonstrates just the you know the 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 anger that he had and these are the types of things you say after you have to tell your baby no clicks so uh anthony here speaking again about how warner brothers is trying to hide these numbers he says uh warner brothers step into my office take a seat for a minute close the door Sony, you could listen into nobody in town. I mean, nobody wanted Tenet to fail. Nobody. And here we go. However, box office numbers speak for themselves. And to push in, quote, emperor's new clothes, take on box office figures, that this is the new world order, doesn't do anyone any good. Everyone knows that 20.2 million in 11 days isn't very good. 
indicates that we're still in the rebuild phase in regards to movie going during the pandemic. So that is pretty powerful stuff from Deadline. Yeah, I I could feel the fury. Yep. Um, there was another one that I got to go down to. Yeah, he pretty um, much puts he takes them to task. Yeah. Um, here we go. Tenant will probably lose money. Just deal with that. Really, seriously, deal with it. You'll recoup it down the road on another movie. Yes. Hard truth. That's hard truth. At a dire, it's a, this, this is the one. And I love that he uses the word truth here. At a dire time when everyone demands truth and accountability, even from those in the highest parts of government, you know who I'm talking about. Political, we don't do that. It does the industry no good, Warner Brothers, to hide box office figures. Chin up and share those figures. You too, Sony. I, the best thing about throwing Sony in there like that is is so tossed off and saying, mm-hmm. don't be like, you're not, you're almost not even worth your own article. Yes, yes. But, but letting them know you're small, but you're not so small that you're invisible. But you are small. This is mainly about Warner Brothers. But, but I also see you, Sony. We see you, Sony. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I love that. I love Deadline getting in on what we've been doing for the longest time, which mm-hmm. is showing passion. I don't think there's anything yes. wrong with showing passion. Yes. You know, and yeah, I love it. I, I've been reading, listen, we've both been reading Deadline box office for a long time. Anthony Alessandro, been reading him for a long, long time. Used to be our go to guy for top tens. They aren't doing top tens right now, but we've been reading his work yeah, and his reporting and I've never had more respect for him than I do right now because he's showing passion. He's showing fire. He's speaking directly to the powers that be at Warner brothers. You know, this was not hinting around stuff. This was not, you know, uh, uh, saying, oh, there's a certain movie company that released mm-hmm. a certain spy movie and they maybe aren't releasing a certain thing called maybe numbers. It, yeah. it wasn't that. It's a, it's, a, it's a movie that starts with T and ends with T. Right. Didn't do that. He said, Warner Brothers, release the numbers. Share those figures. Throws in a chin up, you know, to say... Be proud. You failed, but... Yes, be proud. Be proud in failure because that's the only way you can succeed. Yep. And 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 we're in this together. Warner mm-hmm. Brothers, Sony, we're in this together. The BO boys, deadline. We're all on the same team. A house divided. Mm-hmm. Is I mean, there's so much to unpack with a house divided, right? I mean, I, I right, can't right. pick one thing that's the, the 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 biggest thing wrong with the house divided is, of course, the division. And there's so many yep. other things to get into. 
So right. we can't, how did it get that way? So yeah, so we can't have a house divided is what I'm trying to say. No. So I agree with him. I think we should try to get him on the podcast to really, you know, give him the ability to vent and Mm -hmm. talk about how this has impacted his family. Yeah. I mean, after reading this article, now he is someone who I would love to hear on this podcast because he seems like a passionate guy. And that's the type, I mean, that's good radio. You know, after reading this, I think this guy is the type of guy who give us some minutes here with some passion, with some, some, you know, uh, some juice. Give us some juice. I think fill those minutes. Yes. So, so Pat. So, yeah. I don't think they're going to pull this next weekend. I don't think there's any reason to at this point because we the numbers are out. Right. We we've we've seen the we've seen the emperor and he has no clothes. Hmm. So. I mean, do they do this again for for Wonder Woman? Do they do this again for Dune? Who knows? Like, I mean, they're going to have to do a lot to regain our trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're not writing off Warner Brothers, obviously, but it's on them to rebuild that relationship with the B.O. Boys and Deadline and, and all the, you know, the major sources of box office information. So... We've talked a lot about Tenet. I mean, it's the biggest story, but there is a top 10. So uh, do you want to get to it? Sure. Why don't you read through the top 10 and then we could just quickly touch on if there's any big takeaways from, from that. Okay. So, of course, Tenet, number one, $6.7 million. That is, I mean, 29% drop, but... If we're going by the 20, it's a 66.8% drop. Mm-hmm. It's in 2,810 theaters. It has a cum right now, $29.5 million. For its North American domestic box office, which... Yes. I mean, listen, we've talked Tenet to death. It's way lower than uh, everyone was hoping for. And Let's say that. got to remember... That 6.7 does include Canada. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean. But it always has. It always it has. Always I has. mean, that, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. It's North American. So that's that. That's fine. I mean, that, I think I think that 6.7 is what it is. Okay. But I'm just saying it's like that. That's it's not showing the health of the U.S. box office as no. much as we, we, you know, I'd love to see a, a Canada only percentage of that. Mm-hmm. But let's not beat a dead horse. Number two, New Mutants. $2 million, down 31.2%. It's in a lot of theaters. It's in 2,700 mm-hmm. theaters. Mm-hmm. It's losing a few theaters, but, you know, it's got a cum 15.3 million. This is more than this movie would have made in non-COVID time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think if... There was not COVID and New Mutants still came out the same weekend. It's probably closer to being like at 10 million total right now. And this is the kind of movie you release during this time. Yes. A movie yep. that got moved three or four times even before COVID. Yep. A movie. But has name recognition, has like something to it. 
because we're again, we're not saying nothing should be coming out now or it should just be, you know, like what we went through this summer where it's only IFC horror movies. Um, But this is the type of studio movie that should be coming out is just these sort of cast offs that do have some kind of recognition. Yes. Number three, Unhinged, made $1.5 million, down only 16.1%. It's in 2,365 theaters, which is great for a cum of 13.8. Yeah. Good for you, Social Studios. I mean, it's getting wider release. It keeps, you know, it lost a few theaters this week because it is five weeks old so it lost about 37 theaters but still there's some people getting to see this movie in some markets that it, w- it wasn't available and yep. you know there's this is big for russell crowe this is big for solstice studios yeah i mean it's gonna be just based on the amount of m- movies that come are going to be coming out the next few months which is not many unhinged is probably going to just keep its spot in these several thousand theaters for a while yeah and because when you're looking at uh you know the movies when we get down to the top the bottom you know the bottom of the top 10 i mean these are movies that are making forty one thousand dollars. so right right you know unhinged has gone a long going it's going to go a long way it's going to have to go a long way to get to a number like that yeah so number four broken hearts gallery Made $1.1 million. Movie you said was going to make $6 million. I don't know what you were smoking. I think you were just trolling me. Yeah, we'll go with that. Two, it's in 2,209 theaters. And this is its first weekend. This was the Selena Gomez produced film. And I said it was going to be under three. And you said over three. $6 million. So I, I win. But it wasn't the number mm-hmm. two movie. I said it was going to be number no. two. And you know what? New Mutants and Unhinged beat it out. And, and I should have known because what I said is the people who were going to go see this movie or the target audience for this movie don't pay for things. Mm-hmm. And they'd rather see the cast lip sync on TikTok mm-hmm. than to a K-pop song than go see a movie in the theater's COVID or no COVID. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is a movie that definitely is doing worse than it would have because of COVID. I think we're going to start to see there's a type of audience that just completely does not want to go right now. And I think a movie that is like four tweens, that is like maybe more female centric, that is like. You know, because you look at these top movies, I do think a common thread is they are like very much guy movies and sort of like with something like Tenant or like film guy film nerd movies. And I think something like Broken Hearts Gallery, which is maybe more female centric, more date centric, younger skewing, like that's the type of audience that really wants no part of going to a hard top right and now. And I think that's theatrical sphere is that they're losing a whole generation of people. Yes. Yep. And they may have already lost them even before this. I mean, this is definitely mm-hmm. this is definitely pushed that demographic away. 
mm-hmm. but it may be like everything that COVID has done movie business wise. I think it's just hastened certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's made things happen faster than they normally would. Mm-hmm. Now here's we get here's where we get into a sticky situation because according to Box Office Mojo, the number five film is Bill and Ted Face the Music, made two hundred and ninety two thousand dollars, big drop sixty two point one percent. It's only in eight hundred and seven theaters, also still on PVOD, so available at home. It's drop in theaters, so it lost one hundred and forty six theaters. Cum in the theaters is two point seven million. So, you know, but it's making a movie at home. It's doing all these things. Yeah, it's mainly, it was always mainly a PVOD play. Like, that's where it's making all of its money. The theater thing was like, they wanted it to be mostly drive-ins and, you know, it was never meant, uh, in this version of the release, the theater aspect was never like a huge part of it. But here's here's an interesting thing. So, Deadline is saying the number five movie. Now, they don't do their top ten list anymore, but they do in the article give, you know, they they talk about the top five and give numbers. A YA movie entitled After We Collided, which opened only in Canada, it's not coming to, we're not getting it until uh, a theatrical and VOD debut October 23rd, is what it's saying. Mm-hmm. It made about $525,000 in just Canada. And this is the film that they're saying is number five, but it's not even on box office Mojo's chart. Yeah. So I mean, it's frustrating because it's not like it's a catalog film. Right. They have SpongeBob on this chart, which is a Canada only movie, really, at least North mm-hmm. America wise. So why, what's going on, Box Office Mojo? Why do I have to look other places to see this? I mean, listen, we're back to using Box Office Mojo, but all of the steady listeners, all the wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, they know that we have had issues with Box Office Mojo since this pandemic started. They have had a lot of bad reporting. Uh it's 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 well documented our feelings on box ups mojo we're using them right now because at least they're in list form and they seem to be getting much better reporting than they had for the last six months but they're far from perfect and yes i think then we got to go with that this canadian movie was number five this week yeah so after we collided or number yeah number five yeah yeah so after we collided as number five i wish i knew how many theaters it was in i wish i knew all that information but you know what nothing's perfect so then that would make bill and ted number six Mm -hmm. so am i changing this then then i'm saying number yeah keep going with this yeah okay so number then the number six is bill and ted now number seven is words on the bathroom wall 229,000, uh, you know, it's in a thousand theaters. Not much to say here. Nope. Number eight, SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, $225,000. It's, you know, it's made three, almost $4 million in Canada. 
This is a movie we're not going to see into until 2021 when it comes out on CBS All Access. Number nine, Personal History of David Copperfield made $194,000, down 40.6%. This this movie sputtering out, even though it was in 1,200 theaters, it made it made $161 per theater. Give Unhinged some of its screens, for Christ's sake. So it's got a cube of $1.4 million. Road to Passan, number 10. Peninsula, Road to Passan 2. Train to Busan, Road to Passan. What am I talking about? Train to Busan 2, Peninsula, $52,000 in 85 theaters. Not much to write home about. So, nope. yeah. And then the rest is all just movies that made $20,000 or less. So then there's no big movie coming out next weekend. Nope. Do you have any, I guess to close this out, our last thing should be any any wild predictions that you have for next weekend? Do we think something is going to either move up or down the rankings or is it pretty much going to be Tenant, New Mutants, Unhinged, you know, or those locked in at least as our top three? Yeah, I think, you know, other than the Worlds Collide, what is that movie called? The the After We Collided maybe, you know, gets into this to this uh this uh maybe goes a little bit higher, beats out Broken Hearts Gallery, you know. That's a mm-hmm. possibility. Maybe beat it's not gonna beat Unhinged, because I think Unhinged is 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 staying staying really steady. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. The only thing, you know, we don't know when theaters are going to open in New York and L.A., but I don't think it's going to be next weekend. So I don't think we're going to see any sort of large increase on Tenant. No, I mean, Tenant is probably going to decrease more than next weekend. Like, are we looking at Tenant starting to dip into making like three or four million dollars next weekend? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the I mean, the, I think it may. I, I think altogether, the complete box office made only about what was it, twenty million dollars? Not even. Hmm. That's really rough. Uh, looks like the top ten gross this weekend was twelve point four million dollars. Oh, I mean, that's awful. Yeah, I mean, tenant could slip into the threes. But I'm guessing it's going to... All right, let's do over under Tenant, four and a half million next weekend, three days. Oh, under. Let's have that be our prediction. Under. Under? Under 4.5, yes. Yeah, I mean, I think under two. Four, uh, over under four million. Does it hit three? Yeah, it's going to go over three. I, I mean, I'd say yeah. under four. Under four, I'll go over four. I'll say it makes four point one million. You know what? The other thing, and I and I'm not gonna, you know, I I hate to bring up TV, but you know, I was watching the NFL this weekend, mm. and they're going strong. I mean, there hasn't, you know, knock on wood, no COVID, no no COVID. So I think people are gonna stay home and watch football. I think the people who would go see Tenant are gonna stay home and watch football. Right. Because it, like we said, it's it's the the dudes in the stacks are the ones going to these movies right now, and the dudes in the stacks are also going to just want to watch the NFL. And the hardcores like Adam, 
our wannabe boy Adam, he has seen it in IMAX once. Right. I doubt he's going back again. I think Adam's going back I, again. Adam might go back again, but yeah, that is the most adamant film goer. I think you'd have more people that would do what Adam does in a, a, a healthier climate. Of course, yes. And, um, and, there's not. There's very few Adams out there. Yeah. So you're not going to get a lot of repeat viewing for Tenant, and I think pretty much anybody who's wanted to see it is gone to see it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, Tenant will be the story of the next few weeks. But here's what here's so, here's a prediction. I think maybe. Okay. They've already allowed a few a few drive-ins in the California area to show tenant, even though some of the hardtops in those areas aren't open. Interesting. So he's already backtracked. Well, if on, tenant, Nolan's backtracked on his big policy. If tenant allows drive-ins in New York city or the New York outlying New York city area to show the movie, I think you're going to be surprised as to, what that does for the box office. Maybe. So I feel but again, like that's going to happen. I'm going to call it next weekend. Okay. You're going to be able to see Tenet in a drive through in New York City. Not New York City, but you know what I'm saying. Like in that. New York adjacent. Yeah. So the Warwick, our beloved Warwick, you're going to be able to see Tenet there. Is your prediction, but you you haven't confirmed that. No, yet. I haven't. I have no sources confirming that, but I believe that that is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, because when, I think right now the future of Tenant's box office, a lot of it's going to come down to you got the people like Adam who are out there pounding the drum, saying it was fun experience, very loud bass, which people seem to like. All that you're going to have that person, but then you're also going to have. Just the bad press of tenants already bombed. It's a loser. It's a stinker. And people don't want to be associated with losers. So even if this movie starts coming out in drive-ins in big cities, even if big cities, again, start opening up their hardtops, tenants already bombed. It's already got the stink on it. Will people want to go? We'll see. It, it actually is. We'll see. It, it actually is. A sign of the strength of box office, even in times like these, Mm -hmm. that the bad B.O. stink still holds sway. And I think you can look at it in one way and be bummed about that. But I look at it in a positive way, which is that if box office still matters to people, then that means theatrical still matters to people. And when people mm-hmm. stop caring about box office, they will stop caring about caring about theatrical. So it's mm-hmm. good. It's good that Tenant has this stink and it's going to affect it because that means that there's still power yep. in the stink. And you yep. need that. And it means people are following the business. They're following us. And as long as they're following us, movies will be fine. Yeah. Wow, Pat. So All right, Clayton. I think we did it. Yeah. So uh, where can they email us? So you could email us at the Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Do like 
our buddy Adam and some other wannabe old boys and wannabe old girls let us know. If you saw Tenet in the theaters, let us know. Maybe you disagree with Adam. You know, maybe to you, the bass wasn't loud enough at the IMAX theater. If that's the case, let us know. Um, yeah, maybe and... you did not feel endangered at all by the level of bass. Right, right. So email us your danger level to the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. And of course, we're not doing Patreon right now. There's a lot nope. uh, better things to do with your money. There's not been a second stimulus check. So I know a lot of people. We're going to give all of that to us and, you know, we're still holding out hope that that will happen. But for now, you know, go over to our boy Jake Fogelness Patreon page, give him some money, support an artist, support a mm-hmm. good guy. Yep. And, and it's not even it's not give your money. It's not support, you know, an artist like you're doing a favor. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff happening over at Jake Folganess's Patreon. So to me, I'm saying be a part of it because, you know, we talked about with tenant bombing, it's kind of lame. It's not the cool hip thing. Jake Folganess's Patreon, that might be the cool hip thing going on right now. So I would say definitely check that out. You know, get in on it now. Yeah, there's some cool stuff going on over there. Yep. Well, Pat, we did it. And I don't think Mm -hmm. there's anything left to say. But until next time. Till next time. We'll smell. smell.